Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. Voice a little hoarse today. It might actually be going out right now as we speak. I don't know, but victory Monday, the Kansas City Chiefs win the AFC Championship game yesterday by a final score of 23-20 to in an absolute epic, thrilling, exciting, emotional, stupid football game on Sunday evening in Kansas City. Happened to be a part of it. Drove back to uh, Cape Girardeau this morning after the game. Long day, but man, have I been able to fight through that with the feeling of the Chiefs winning and going to the Super Bowl. It's just the best feeling in the fact that Patrick Mahomes willed this team. And there's guys, there's a lot of guys in there too that had a huge role and willed this team as well, but none bigger, in my opinion, than Patrick Mahomes. And I cannot wait to get into it with the boys today. Johnny Blaine. Blaine was at the game with me yesterday. Johnny watching from Springfield Mo, I believe, just on the outskirts. (laughs) See what I did there, Johnny. But all three of us are going to have awesome opinions. Can't wait to hear about it. Blaine, what's up, brother? Yeah, it was great to see you. Drink some beers with you. Tailgate a little bit. My voice, obviously, I was there really loud. My voice is not great. Scratchy at best. But my body feels a lot better than it could have not right now. I I mean, if the Chiefs lose that game the way yeah. they started it, I thought it was getting away from us. And, and um, man, that, that first quarter, Arrowhead was the loudest I think I've ever heard it. I don't know about you, Chandler, but after we sacked Burrow multiple times to start, I thought we were going to blow him out, and I think everybody in there did. Chris Jones's first career playoff sack, it was like everybody in that stadium knew what had just happened, like yeah. instantaneously. And it was loud. And that was a big sack. Chris Jones. Oh, my God. We'll get into it. Johnny, how are you, brother? Fantastic. What what a great what a great day today was uh, consuming as much sports media after the game last night and today as possible. I kept receipts on everything. I've been motherfucking people on Twitter. And uh, it feels it feels so, so good to, to have won that game. And yeah, like for our listeners too, this is going to be an awesome pod. Not that the rest of the pods aren't awesome, but we have, you know, two people who went to the game. So boots on the ground reaction to the, to, as we'll break down the game. And then of course, you know, me watching the game on TV, I can break it down and maybe, you know, we can talk about some things from the TV perspective and then how it looked and felt sounded uh, in person. Throughout the years with Mahomes, I have talked about, and you guys have too, but I've used the phrase exercise the demons. There are a lot of playoff demons that have been in Arrowhead, especially in the playoffs. It's a beautiful venue. It is amazing. It's it's a sacred venue. But there have been some demons that have been lurking in that in that in that building at times. And there is a single person who has exercised them all, and it's Patrick Levon Mahomes. And just saying his name gives me goosebumps. Just saying his name gives me immense pride. I'm so proud of this team. I'm so proud of its players, and and, and I'm just so proud of its coach as well. So um, the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl for the third time in five years, and guys, they're going to win the motherfucker too. 
Yeah, I really do tend to agree with that, but uh, that'll be a different discussion for a different day. Let's get into the AFC Championship victory. What an interesting game. Um, my first initial thoughts were, man, for a really decent stretch of the third and fourth quarter, I thought, here we go again. I mean, it was almost a carbon copy to how I felt last year and really kind of a carbon copy in terms of how we mismanaged the end of the first half Bengals come out on fire and score right away. And I was like, Oh my God, we're going to have to go through this again. But I love what you just said, Johnny. And it's exactly what happened last night. You can just feel that place, like have this weight lifted off its shoulders after sky Moore's punt return. I, being in that stadium, I've seen a lot of awesome wins, but I had never felt so confident after Sky Moore's punt return that the Chiefs were going to win that game. There was no doubt in my mind. And for special teams to have really been the most game-influencing side of the football, in my opinion, win this game for the Chiefs, it's I can't believe it after all we have been through talking shit on this team questioning Tobe still don't know if I got that right tube it's just amazing that the culture that's created from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes you stay the course throughout the season when things get bad you continue to move forward and that's the culture, I think, that has been built. And in the most crucial moment, a guy like Sky Moore or a Marcus Kemp, who haven't really played all year and have Sky Moore huge issues, to do that was just something special. And those are my initial thoughts, I guess. We'll go to Johnny next. Yeah, tons of thoughts. I don't even know how we're going to be able to keep this on a timeline. Chandler, you might have to like walk us through like quarter by quarter of the game or something after his initial thoughts because there's, if we're just, we could, guys, I could talk about this, this specific game for, for six hours, I feel like, <laughs> of, of radio because it's, there was so much that went on. And you think about all the different storylines in this game that came into play. It's like, you know, people joke about the NFL script writers. It, it it was like I was watching a drama unfold. And and you're right, Chandler. It felt like it, all of the last three games against the Bengals, the biggest thing that stuck stuck out in my mind was that it just felt like the the, the Chiefs came out hot around halftime. Some you know some some weird stuff happened, and then in the second half, the Chiefs can't move the ball on offense. And it lets the Bengals just kind of slowly kill you until they take the lead at the end of the game. If you look at all four games against the Bengals with Joe Burrow at quarterback and Patrick Mahomes at quarterback for the Chiefs, they've all been three-point victories. First time, Bengals won by three. Second time, Bengals won by three. Third time, Bengals won by three. Chiefs won by three last night. You know, if these teams played each other ten times, it just kind of looks like it's – I mean, it would probably be five – Five one way, five the other way. They're just very well-matched teams, I guess. And to see the teams, the, the teams play and the Chiefs persevere, um, it was just amazing. And, yeah, Sky Moore, three, three fumbles this year on punts and has his best punt return of the season at the biggest time of the season. 
Harrison Butker hit, kicks the field goal for the team to go ahead. And uh, it's been a very, very rough season for Harrison Butker. We've talked about him a lot. Uh, at his best, I think we would all say he's he's the second best kicker in the league, but we haven't seen that best guy all season long. Against the Bengals last game uh, earlier this year, Butker missed a game-tying kick from 50-plus, right? And what a redemption story for Harrison Butker. Chris Jones, who we were hammering the table about as the guy who has the single most the single biggest influence on this game more than Patrick Mahomes showed up and played his best football game as a professional in his entire career, guys. Chris Jones, who I was like about ready to cry. I was so fired up for Chris Jones on our preview pod showed up in a bigger way than I, than I was wanting him to. He completely destroyed the football game for the Bengals and was a, menace throughout the entire game and um, I'm just so happy for him I'm happy for the young secondary and Blaine you got to talk about your guys because Blaine's been really the leader of our team you know of course I've talked a lot about McDuffie but he was the 21st overall pick that's easy Josh Williams was a guy who got thrown into the fire last night after getting torched by T Higgins and and Jamar Chase in the first matchup and he allowed two catches for 9 yards last night and had a pick. Josh Williams was amazing last night, guys. Jalen Watson's a seventh rounder. He had a pick again. He has two picks in his mini playoff games. Brian Cook had two terrible plays last night and I was pissed off about him. Should have at least made a play on the fourth down conversion to Jamar Chase. Had a terrible penalty on a punt with a big return. He deflected a deep pass on third and three. Terrible decision by Burrow, by the way. People want to say, oh, it was like he punted. No, it was third and three. All you got to do is convert. You don't have to throw it long there. And Brian Cook deflects the pass, and it gets taken by Watson. Karloftis had a sack, a bunch of these guys. but Mike um, Dana. Mike, I, who? Um, I hadn't heard of him until last night. I'll, I'll – uh, I'll, I'll swap roles with Blaine here real quick because I know he wants to chime in with some stuff too, and I don't want to take all of it. But so many storylines last night, guys, and it was just such an awesome game to watch. Just keep going, Johnny. I mean, like, if you want to get <laughs> – Chris Jones had one of the best games I think I've ever seen in my entire lifetime out of a football player in general. Like, we've yeah. seen Pat play some crazy game. But when I'm telling you from the stands, like, after Chris Jones – I mean, the tip of the – whole night was obviously his third down sack, but there were people looking around like, holy shit, he just did that. Like, that was one of the most legendary sacks performances I've ever seen out of a football player. I could say it a million more times just because I, I can't believe I witnessed it. Uh, it was like a hot knife through butter. What I mean, what other analogies do you need to, to say he, no one could touch him? Now, when Snead went down early, I said fuck probably a hundred times. And I did, had no chance. You know, I, if you were to tell me after Snead was injured that the Bengals would score 20 points and we'd win that football game, I would have called you crazy. I didn't think that young secondary was going to be able to hold up. I didn't know what our offense or defensive line was going to look like throughout that game, but I think they just played in tandem so well. I'm not going to sit here and say, uh, yeah, you know, I Brian remember. Cook and some of those guys played well man our defensive line it hell i could have been out there at db for half of those balls burrow was floating up and uh, now brian Funny. cook come on six that was bad when jamar chase on that fourth down but come on 
I yeah, I guess I get what you're saying, but I just thought that the guys also made some really fucking good plays. I no, they did. Play, no, they did. That play from Brian Cook, if that is his progression from week one to now, the sky is the limit for him in week in year two. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy could be a huge steal as an athletic safety who can cover down the field and make plays on the football. I mean, that was a textbook play in a gigantic moment against the or uh, for a rookie who has been a little inconsistent. It was inconsistent in that game. Another play, Johnny, that Brian Cook pissed me off. I'm pretty sure it was him. It was that P.I. over the middle that Burrow left floating. He should have just gone and played the football. Instead, he tried to go through the dude's kidney, and he was there an hour early. I was I was so mad. That's one thing about going two games. I wanted to fire off text, but good God, Johnny, it was so cold. If you took your hand out of your glove, you could have gotten hypothermia. I'm not kidding you. Or frostbite. No, it's like going on. I was telling Chandler, it was like going on a lift. You know, when you're in Colorado or you're yeah. skiing, take it off in the top of the mountain and you're like, holy shit, get it back on. I mean, it was, it was like that. That's a perspective I wanted to ask you guys about too, because for me, I just don't think people even realize too how impressive it is. I mean, for the whole team, of course, to just play in those conditions, right? Of course, your adrenaline's up and you're out there running around. I mean, you're sweating, even though it's that. But specifically from the quarterback position, like to be able to, I mean, my hands get frigid within seconds of being yeah. outside and I'm a huge baby about it. Like just for Patrick on his injured leg to be able to do all of that is is just is just amazing i wanted to point out one more thing too guys i think we should keep hitting hitting on this point um what a master class of this roster by brett beach i've been super hard on brett beach in the past because you need your gm with someone like patrick to maximize everything your picks your your cap your free agents they have you have if you want to succeed and be that dynasty you have got to do well in, in those areas. And there were times like last year, I didn't feel, I didn't feel that way. And what he has done with this roster this year is, is incredible. We've talked about some of the, some of the guys, but you know, the rookies and to get this kind of contribution from rookies, Pacheco, another seventh rounder who had a touchdown taken away by a holding last night, but just inspires everyone with how hard he plays football. I don't know anybody who actually like dislikes Pacheco because he plays so fucking hard and he might not be the most agile or talented guy, but he's fast and he plays his balls off and you can't yeah. help but like a guy like Pacheco. Trent McDuffie was the second leading tackle uh, tackler last night and he tackles his willingness to tackle is awesome. There were two times, one specifically where he tackled Hayden Hurst, where Hurst had space and usually a tight end can get past a DB, but Trent Trent's technique when he tackles is amazing. How he shoots for the, for the ankle and gets that foot secured and brings these, these tight ends down is, is just awesome. Uh, but the leading tackler last night was Justin Reed. He had seven tackles last night. Every time he was covering somebody, they were just blanketed. 
he was incredible last night, guys. I don't know if that that if you could really see it as much at the game. They talked about him a good amount on TV. I was, you know, of course, paying attention to him because I've shit talked him in the past. He was amazing. Like I said, led the team in tackles with seven. And, you know, look on the offensive side, Kadarius Tony, somebody brings Beach brings in, should have had a touchdown catch last night, goes out with an injury. Juju Smith Schuster goes out with an injury. Marquez Valdez Scantling goes for 116 yards, six catches. Thank you, Chandler. Chandler was tweeting about that earlier in the day. First year on the team. So you look at some Brett Veach additions from the draft picks to Justin Reed to Marquez Valdez Scantling. And, and then you put all that on top of Patrick Mahomes going out there on one leg and throwing for the most yards the Bengals have surrendered all season long in the AFC championship game. Are you fucking kidding me guys? With he nobody. With nobody, he threw a first down to Marcus Kemp. Yeah. A huge Marcus first Kemp. down, too. That was a big first down, Marcus. God. Nice job, Marcus. Having the old fame all year. You could feel, guys, on the TV when the Chiefs went three and out after, on the first drive of the second half. It felt awful. Mm-hmm. You could feel the anxiety in the crowd. You could feel... Here we go again. The same script. The Chiefs went. It was the same shit, guys. Being up 6-0 after the first couple of drives is great. It should have been 14. You know, like just doing shit to keep the Bengals in the game, turning over Burrow and going three and out and having to punt. Like it all felt so similar. Yep. But what was different in this game, guys – when everybody was getting hurt is that our defensive line was able to fuck shit up and not let them get everything they wanted. Like last time, just so awesome. Let's let's kind of transition to certain scenarios in the game that either a made you really happy or B pissed you off. And I'd like to start. It is second down. And I believe let's say for the argument, it was like six or five ish. Burroughs called for grounding, which, by the way, was definitely grounding. I was yelling it immediately. I'm not kidding you guys. I made Torbert drop the flag. I was yelling it so loud. Big time intentional grounding. So it goes to third and 16, and Hayden Hurst is wide open on the sideline for that easy first down. I was like, dude, (laughs) this sucks. Blaine, what were your thoughts whenever he hit that? Because that's when you can really it was loud right there and it was in front of us too yeah backed up and like oh I, I thought i thought that it was here we go again like that was my immediate thought like you got to be shitting me joe is going to do something and and somehow joe is going to do something <laughs> i had no he, words he it was they were wide open i could not believe how open he was I it was him. a blown assignment by josh williams so i mentioned he was great earlier He's technically that doesn't that wouldn't have counted towards his two catches for nine yards that he allowed because it was such a blown assignment that he went with the guy clearing the space out and and, yeah. and he should have sat in the, in his zone assignment there. But yeah, that was devastating. It was not a very good feeling. But then I was rewatching the highlights where we got on here, guys, and then that Chris Jones sack. He's one-on-one with the right tackle, dude. It's not even a competition 
He's so fast and so big. I cannot believe it, dude. It is one of the most picturesque pass rushes. If you go back and watch it, I don't know that he messes one thing up on that entire pass rush. And that forced the Cincinnati Bengals to punt, correct, Johnny? Yeah, and so uh, if you rewatch that too, you're talking about his second sack, right? In the, in the second, the one in the second half when yes. he was on a Denigai through right tackle. Yeah, yeah. If you watch Dunlap is trying to tell Jones to move inside, so he would have been lined up closer to the guard. Yeah, and if you look how the play kind of unfolded, Jones would have been double teamed. Jones said no. He wanted to stay out there so he could get the one-on-one on a Denizhai, and he got home. It's just crazy wow. how little things like that unfold. I know. It's, it was wild. I'll go up for my play, Chandler. You okay. ready? Yeah. It is third down and five at the Cincinnati 25. Pat Mahomes drops back and puts a ball in the basket of Kadarius Tony. Now, mind you, at this point, what is it? Um, that was zero zero to start the game, right? Yeah. Jumps too early, and the whole crowd was it was going bonkers, bonkers. And then the replay went, and you're just like, you gotta be shitting me, yeah. because at that whole drive, that start, that punt we forced by Burrow, those sat that sack, and then drove driving down the field and Pat throwing a dime like that at that seven. Everyone in that whole place thought that game was already over, and knew it was, and this. Getting that taken away pissed me off so bad to only come away with three. I know. I couldn't believe he dropped the two. And I hate, oh, I hate defensive backs who celebrate incomplete. Yeah, you missed the ball. They did nothing. Dude, it drives me up a damn wall. And I get it. That's kind of what their assignment is, really. They're that type of player. But, man. Is it so annoying to watch, and especially the Bengals defensive backs? Yeah, that was a that was an annoying part of the game, and that was early too. We hadn't even really been First settled drives. in. Go, wow. that Johnny. Do you have any other scenarios? So this is what this is what pissed me off. Is that what the scenario is? Yeah, we can play it like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I know you're going to want to talk about this one, Chandler. The fact that. I think there was like two minutes and 18 seconds on the clock. The Chiefs have just intercepted Joe Burrow, and they throw it on first down. Just run the football there. It's The clock's going to stop anyway for you, but just like – just make them think you're going to run it. I know they didn't run it effectively all night. That that is my ultimate point with with this what pissed me off scenario, but – in that specific moment, they ended up, you know, the Chiefs ended up going three and out there and giving the ball back. The Bengals have to go down and getting three points before the half. Could have been seven if uh, Jalen Watson doesn't have an amazing uh, pass breakup when they were going tempo and they threw a little jump ball. Um, and then the last play was an incompletion because Chris Jones literally barreled through three people to force Burrow to throw the ball. If you haven't seen that, you guys are the listeners. Go watch the last Bengals play before they kick right before the half and just watch 95 it's insanity I think it might have been his most impressive snap of the entire game um but yeah the fact they didn't run right there was ridiculous and just I did not ever play tackle football ever the only football I ever played in my life was 
intramurals in college flag football. Okay. So um, this might sound really stupid of me. And if you guys have an answer, would love to hear it. I just don't know why the chiefs can't run the football sometimes. I just don't know why. I really don't. You mean to tell me, and the Bengals didn't run it well last night, but they ran it, um, they ran it incredibly against Buffalo. Like, you're telling me Samaj P. Ryan is a good enough athlete to be able to run in this league, but the Chiefs can't, can barely get a yard or two when they run the football? Like, I just don't, I don't get it. You have really re- good offensive linemen. They're really good pass pro, I get, you know, but like, is Cincy's defense that good to where we we can't run the football that's what pissed me off last night is 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 that is that side of the game yeah it's uh it doesn't make a lot of sense johnny and honestly being around like being around how you like see coaches like talk about the run game and stuff like the inability for the chiefs to get a yard so consistently is just insane And, like, the mindset, you're so afraid to run the ball that with two minutes and some change left to go into the half, you won't run it on first and ten following a pick in enemy territory? I I don't know. I don't know if it's a mindset. I don't know if it's it's play calling. I think it's funny too. I think Chiefs Kingdom should hear this. This has kind of just turned into a soapbox session, but I'm honestly here for it because I have a lot of thoughts. I just think it's hilarious that like every single time if the play calling, this is at the stadium, boots on ground report. Every single time a play isn't spectacular, it's Eric Bieniemy's fault. And every time that a play is really damn good, it's Andy Reid because he's a genius. Like, I, I, my point is, is that like it can be Andy Reid calling bullshit plays too. Like I think some people really lose sight of that, and I think that's kind of like Andy's mindset. At, at the end of the day, if he had any sort of fault to him, and I, I love Andy Reid to death. I'm glad he's our coach. Like I would die with Andy Reid, <laughs> but like that's the only explanation I have for why the chiefs won't do it. They just probably don't work on it that much, bro. Yeah. Like they probably seriously work on passing what 85% of the time. And maybe the run game 15% because think of how much pass block that the running backs have to do. That takes away a lot of reps from the running back room. Yeah. Solid point. And DJ reader, right. Is really fucking good in the middle. That's the other thing, too. Sorry to go a little long, long-winded, but I think that there's just certain teams that the Chiefs feel like they can run the ball against, and I don't think Cincinnati is one of them. Um, I, and I don't think Philadelphia is one of them or going to be one of them either. So I just think that they we're... have to, though. They yeah. have to. They like, have like, to. Because it, we've said this all year, that if the Chiefs can – I mean, we're asking for a lot. But if the Chiefs run for 70 or 80 yards a game, I mean, their their probability of winning is through the fucking roof. They ran all all rushes, including with Patrick and, and wide receivers coming in. Everything. They ran the ball 20 times last night, 2.1 yards a carry. The longest rush last night was six yards. That's just – it's just – it blows my mind every time. And they have games like that often, way too often. 
and 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 whenever we do our recaps and they have a poor rushing game the games are that's when the games are close or they lose so you'd think like philosophically they they try to buy more into the run and you know I'm not saying like you know I want Patrick to be Patrick get Patrick the ball and I think one of the points I've said in the past was that just might be the thing with that was one of my dogs sorry oh. that, that, that that with Patrick it just might be uh that's how it's going to be sometimes. Like they're yeah. just going to be more pass heavy, right? They're, they're just not going to be able to run it like that. So, And we, we saw him try Rojo too there, just uh, more towards the beginning of the game, and that didn't work. And I think they had a few plans that just got completely blown up. Couldn't do it all day. Couldn't do it oh. all day. Could not do it all day, and it was the most frustrating thing. That third quarter stretch where it just felt like it was kind of an offensive drought for us was really brutal to sit through. It was. Really brutal. Um, but hey, let's get back on a positive side. Um, to wrap up the show, I say we've are everybody feeling good with what they've said. Anybody got anything that they uh want to get off their chest in a positive light, Johnny? I mean, yeah, bro, like two hours of positive <laughs> shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, right? Like, it, all the shit talking that happened. We, this just goes to show you like by doing things the right way, like that's why good things happen to you. Like yeah. there's a reason by why doing things the right way is what you're supposed to do. The Bengals have been assholes guys. They've been assholes. They've, they've been talking a bigger game than they deserve. And you get what's coming to you sometimes. Like Blaine was saying last week, it was so great when he was bringing up those points because I hadn't really thought about like like deeply like that, you know. The Chiefs just put their head down, did their work, and look. Sometimes in the short term, uh, the tortoise and the hare story. The hare is out in front. Sometimes the bang, you know, the Bengals beat the Chiefs three times in a row, and they were talking that shit like they, you know, like they've accomplished something meaningful in this league, and the Chiefs have it. And the Chiefs just put their head down, did did things the right way, and they came out on top. And, of course, Cincinnati's going to do all the bullshit and try to say, oh, the ref's this. Oh, the ref's that. Look, I agree with you, Cincinnati. That NFL officiating is a problem. I could, I could do a lot of radio about my, my thoughts on, on, on that. But the refs didn't cost you the game last night. You had plenty of opportunity. Let me tell you right now, the Bengals had plenty of opportunity. And in two fourth-quarter drives, Joe, the, the final two drives are at the end, Burrow threw a pick, and they had to punt. So it's like you had chances in spite of all those things. It was a blatant late hit on Patrick at the end. And you you reap what you sow. You get what you deserve, Eli Apple. You get what you deserve, Mike Hilton. Yeah. You know, like the uh, Joe Mixon, you Joe Mixon was talking like, oh, we're the kings or whatever this shit. He was out snapped by P Ryan two to one. Joe Mixon's gonna be a fucking free agent here in a couple of weeks. Like these guys talk so much shit and I'm so proud of the chiefs for not stooping down to that level. And by the way, that starts with Andy Reed and the way that Andy teaches these guys. It's why so many guys who are head cases or problems to Sean Jackson, Tyreek Hill, Kadarius, Tony, like there's this perception of these guys that they're problems in the locker room or problems outside of the facility. That's why they come play for Andy Reed, Michael Vick, that's why they come play for Andy Reid, Terrell Owens, 
all of these guys have resounding respect for Andy Reid. The only person to ever shit talk Andy Reid uh, is Le'Veon Bell, and we all know how much oh, Le'Veon Bell is. God. Right? So, like, it starts with Andy Reid, and it trickles down to the entire organization that they handle themselves with class, okay? Nice guys finish last sometimes. In the long run, the good guy always wins, and the Chiefs were the good guy last night, and I am so fucking proud of them, you guys. I'm so I am I, I shed some tears last night. And to some people who aren't big into sports or anything, you might think that's silly. I am so proud of this team because it it just takes such a team to overcome all of that stuff. And that's why, and I've heard this from a lot of football players, and I know you guys will agree. And I if if I do have a regret in my life, I wish I would have played some form of of organized tackle football is that the game of football translates to, like, life lessons, right? Like, you can't win them all. You, you, you sometimes have to get up after being knocked down, literally and metaphorically, multiple times. And by getting up and not laying there and quitting, sometimes it sucks. But that one time you do overcome because you didn't quit – Look at the emotions last night from the team, top to bottom. Guys, this team carries 10 wide receivers on their entire roster, including the practice squad. And there were only three available at the end of the game last night. They only had three receivers. Travis almost didn't play. Patrick had one leg. They won. They, they won, guys. They fucking won, and these Bengals fans want to blame it on the refs. They want to blame it on NFL rigged. Joe Burrow's throwing to T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Yeah. And the Chiefs and the Chiefs rookie secondary held that team to 20 points, turned him over twice. Guys, there's so much to this. This is huge. This team was on the brink of disaster losing four straight to these guys and being mentally dominated for years to come. The Bengals are nothing now. They're nothing. They, they, they lost the Super Bowl last year. They lost the game before the Super Bowl this year to the team they thought they owned, and now they have to pay everybody. The Bills are in shambles because they're now a tier below both of the teams last night. I mean, I'm fired up again, guys. The, the, that is the single biggest moment in my history of being a Chiefs fan, bigger than the Super Bowl in 2019. I'm done. <laughs> no, Johnny. I just honestly was sat back and let you cook, bro. That was unreal. I completely agree. And to put all that shit behind you and win that damn football game is so, is so impressive. It really is. Very well said. Blaine, you got anything you want to add to that? Or do you want me to just maybe wrap up the show? Because that was sick. Jeff Kiss. <laughs> Sayonara. Yeah. Go Chiefs. Boys, Kansas City Chiefs, AFC champions, playing in the Super Bowl in two weeks' time. Less than two weeks when the listeners listen to this, actually. Um, what, 13 days now? Because this is the end of Monday. So, it's going to get here fast. Philadelphia Eagles. I think we have a surprise of listeners. Not going to put anything out in the pod. We'll talk about what we're going to do on Wednesday, but I think we are going to have a show. That won't be the surprise, but what we're going to do the show about will be the surprise. 
count on Johnny Blaine and I being back Wednesday. Um, and then we'll be back with you a week from then because we won't have a Monday show. Awesome. Boys, I appreciate your time. Chiefs win 23-20. Going to the Super Bowl, 57. Interesting number. Very cool number, I think. Orlando Brown. Yep. Let's go. All right, boys. I'll talk to you later. Chiefs. Chiefs.